Well, hello everyone. Welcome to Wrestling Fans Insight Sunday Takedown Special Edition. We just recently watched the AEW 2023 All-In Pay-Per-View. I'm your host, John Hoppy, alongside with my brother, William. How you doing? I am doing absolutely fabulous for how hectic everything is. So. <laughs> awesome. And we also have our other co-host, Carlos, in the building. How you doing, buddy? Good. How are you guys? I'm tired of being honest. <laughs> a little sleep for this, but um, it was worth it. it. It picked up. It was. It was a slow. It was a slow burn. <laughs> <laughs> I, I well, let's let's kind of get our overall thoughts. Why don't we start with you, Carlos, on what you thought of the pay per view event overall? <sighs> oh boy. I At hate first, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm just being honest. So I got, I got it. So I got it. So just so you guys know, like one of the benefits of being on X is that we get to meet a lot of people around the world. Um, and with that being said, I have a lot, I have a few friends there that are in England and they couldn't get tickets to go to all, they couldn't get tickets to go to money in the bank, but they got tickets to go to, to go to all in. And so at first to me, like, honestly, it just felt like it felt like a consolation prize at first, you know. It felt like to me, it just it came across as a consolation prize. Like I didn't get to go, I didn't get to go to Money in the Bank, but I'm here, you know. Like that's what it, and just like even like even at first too, just the way it felt like, like like WrestleMania from Wish. I'm being if I'm being honest, you know, it's kind of like it felt like a big deal, but it didn't feel like a big deal. And I think a lot of that just had to do with um the book, with, you know, the 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 build to this. But it, the 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 best two stories that were told, in my opinion, were the last two matches. And that's when it really, that's when honestly it really cooked for me was those last two matches. It really, it really, really, um, even the last four, if you include Sting and Darby, um, but those like the last, the second half of the card to me is what really cooked. Like the first half just kind of felt like um, we got to get these guys in because they're all the hits that people want to see. Um, but to me, the, the, the last part of the card is really where it cooked and really felt like a really fun event. All right. Did, as far as your match of the night, who do you give it to? Oh, MGF and Adam Cole. I think they both arrived, you know, especially considering, um, you know, talking, you know, like, I mean, I just put it on, on X, you know, like this is Vince McMahon wanted Adam Cole to be a manager for Keith Lee in WWE. And now he's the main event, you know, and again, these guys, I think at first too, you know, that, like, you know, like our other partner, Brian, the hype Ballard would argue a little bit about, um, you know, like people were saying, what's going to be the main event and the, the champion should be the main event. And I think Adam Cole and, and MJF proved why, you know, like they both, they both, they had that crowd hook, line and sinker. They were eating everything they did and they both deserve kudos. I mean, they've already been the main event scene, but I feel like they officially arrived as main eventers being in front of 80,000 people. And they, they killed it, man. They, they knocked it out of the park in my opinion. All right. William, uh, well, give us your thoughts on the overall event tonight. Uh, I'm, I'm actually fairly well aligned here with carlos's opinion about it um it wasn't AEW's best that that's for sure um the last two matches like he said were killer uh a little bit surprised by the aussie open losing the uh titles i i did not see that coming whatsoever and i think another really good one was uh ftr versus the young bucks that that's a match i enjoyed yeah, I definitely have to give kudos to both those teams. Yeah. Um, it actually was pretty unpredictable in a few spots there because we thought for sure there was going to be a title change. And then at another point, we thought FTR was going to retain. It it definitely had all different types of moments in that match. It just always kept us guessing, oh, maybe that we thought it was over. And then all of a sudden there's a kick out and 
it just it was very unpredictable throughout the entire match so you know that was a pretty stellar one um i have to say though i was actually i was a little more impressed with some of the zero hour matches too because you know those those usually are kind of very low-key but like you mentioned, nobody expected the Ring of Honor World Tag Team title change. Seeing Ozzy open drop him to NGF Adam Cole kind of kept us guessing what was going to happen in the world title match. And as far as uh, as far as the FTW Championship, I think we all pretty much had a clear thought that when we found out the match was booked, the championship was going to go back into the grasp of Hook there. Yeah. Uh, so Carlos, while we're uh, thinking about it, uh, did you want to kind of run the show since this is kind of more your puppy or do you want me to run down the results? You can, you can you take can it. I mean, you, if you got it, go ahead. I mean, this is, it's a shared, it's a shared thing. Go ahead. You All got right. it. <laughs> I'm good. In other words, Carlos saying, I want this asshole to screw things up today. So yeah, exactly. Let, let, let him, let him take the. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for the, if you weren't able to. I'm, I'm, I'm Soraya. I'm Soraya. You're Tony Storm. Okay. Get oh, <laughs> wow. And we had the worst booking ever. Thanks, Carlos. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so if, if you were not able to tune into the pay-per-view, we apologize. But here, we'll give you the results if you don't have time. In the zero hour, the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championship changed hands as MGF and Adam Cole defeated Aussie Open. For the FTW Championship, Hook becomes two-time champion, defeating Jack Perry. On the main card, we start off with the real world championship, which I really hate saying that. <laughs> but anyway, CM Punk successfully defends against Samoa Joe. And what was kind of my uh, real shocker of the night, because even though I guessed it wrong, Takeshita and Bullet Club Gold ends up defeating a team of Hangman. Hey, we, we all guessed that one wrong. Yeah, I think didn't we, we did. Yeah. Oh, no, Will didn't. Oh, Will didn't? Didn't? Oh, no. Oh, what, Will, didn't you guess Kenny in them? Oh, no, yeah, we all guessed it wrong. Sorry, yeah. We yeah. Did, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Takeshita and Bullet Club Gold ends up defeating the team of Hangman Adam Page, Kenny Omega, and Kota Ibushi. Bullshit finish. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Save it for later. Calm down, fella. <laughs> for the AEW World Tag Team Championship, FTR successfully defended against the Young Bucks in the stadium stampede, which was definitely a little bit out there. The team of Orange Cassidy, Best Friends, Eddie Kingston, and Penta defeats the team of the Blackpool Combat Club and Proud and Powerful. For the AEW Women's World Championship four-way, Soraya becoming the new champion in her home crowd, defeating Tony Storm, Hikaru Shida, and Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. In the coffin match, which was another <laughs> different style match, the team of Darby Allen and Steen defeats Swerve Strickland and Christian Cage. Will Ospreay gets the nod from Chris Jericho as he gets the pinfall victory over the the Ocho, the Ocho as you call him, I guess anymore. <laughs> What's his gimmick this week? I forget. I get lost. Never. <laughs> He's going to be a wizard tomorrow. So. <laughs> wizard? Or is he going to be the pain maker? But. <laughs> For the back to lion, back to Lionheart. Yeah, <laughs> the trios championship. The House of Black unfortunately did not successfully defend as they lost to the team of the acclaimed and badass Billy Gunn. 
And in the main event, the AEW World Championship. At first, it was actually a draw as both men pinned each other. But then they decided to go a sudden death style in a way. Unfortunately, it worked out an advantage for MJF as he retained over Adam Cole. So um, why don't we just go ahead and break it down match by match. Why don't we start off with the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championship. Um, what's your thoughts on that, Will? Uh, like I said, this was a surprise to me. Uh, it, it was a great match. And to be honest, I kind of like what they did with it because it led further throughout the entire night. And it really, really lended to that final match. I felt bad for Sarah because she was decided to go out with the family because kangaroo kick. She wanted to watch MJF perform that <laughs> kangaroo kick. And I, I have to say, he pulled it off pretty well. So I would say that was pretty much my highlight of the match there. Yeah. Um, Carlos? Because I'm, I'm the only one that predicted it right, right? I'm going over the results. Yeah, because you guys all picked Aussie Open, right? Yeah, I think everybody picked Aussie Open. Yeah, except for me. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I wasn't surprised by this. Again, to me, like, I was just mad because, like, you did you did such a good job of building Aussie Open coming into this uh, card, and then to have them lose by a double clothesline. And then, like, again, when you when you, when you have AEW where, where finishers really don't matter these days, like, I feel like I just – that just sat – it just it just it just sounded me wrong for them to lose with a double clothesline. Like they deserve to go out better than that. Um, but again, it was a good it was a good match. It was entertaining, but I don't really think right now having them as the tag team champions as anything. It didn't like it didn't really go into the main event. But at the same time, um, I don't know. It just it depends on what they're going to do with the titles. I guess I guess to be determined because I mean if they're going to eventually lose them to the kingdom. I'm happy to see the kingdom win the titles because I feel like they've been underutilized. But at the same time, them winning the titles really didn't, didn't add anything to it. And I just, and I don't, and I just, to me, like, I feel like with watching AEW, I feel like you're like, I feel like the parent who's like letting their kid go off on their bike without the, without the, you know, without the, um, the training, what's it called? <laughs> training wheels. Yeah. And, you, and you're like, you're hoping they're going to get it. And then they, and then you, but you see they're about to fall. And to me, it's like, this is just like, opening them up to criticism, you know, from, from the WWE stands over there who are going to be like, Oh, I'll, you know, you don't, you don't let these, you know, you're not, these finishers don't count, but you're going to have a tag team lose with the, with the double clothesline. To me, that's the one, my one criticism, like you're going to have these finishers not count all these other matches, but you're going to have one of your best tag teams lose with a double clothesline. That like a dumb move. That was like, that's worse than a Hogan leg drop, you know? And it's just like, um, I, that that the ending just sit with me like I'm okay with the results, but I just wish they would have lost the with the better finisher than the double clothesline. Yeah, most definitely having some bike issues there. <laughs> no, me? No, no, William. No. <laughs> yeah, kind of because I was just noticing that for whatever reason it's actually sitting higher than it normally did. Oh, it's because. We had Sarah use that microphone a couple of weeks ago. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> he was just he's just nodding along with me. He's like, "What a great take, Carlos!" Wow, that's the mic. <laughs> so I, thank you. Appreciate it. No, that was a great take. Sorry, I, I, I actually do have a <laughs> some heartburn, kind of like you do, Carlos, with that whole thing. But mine is because Aussie Open really didn't hold those titles for very long. No, they did not. I mean, that's. 
here we've been griping about long-term title reigns because you want to have some prestige to your championships. And unfortunately we'll talk about that a little later here. And yeah. We break down the match. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We yeah. We're, we're, Carlos which match that? Which match is that going to be about? Hmm. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. Carlos already knows. Cause you know, I gave him a middle finger emoji for that. <laughs> one, so. <laughs> but anyways, uh, no, why don't we uh, move on to the FTW Championship? What's your thoughts, Will, on Hook becoming two-time FTW champion? Um, I don't think he should have uh, had it dropped in the first place. I really don't think that's the way that should have gone with Jack Perry. Uh, the match went exactly how I expected it would go. They did a really good job on it. But if Jack Perry was going to end up with the title, it, it should have been the international or the TNT. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. Carlos. I don't understand why to me, this, this it should have been Rob Van Dam versus, versus Jack Perry at all in. Like, I don't under, I'm still like scratching my head as to why um, you brought a legend like Rob Van Dam in and you just used him on dynamite and he didn't have this match at Wembley. I think that would have just popped the crowd a lot better. Um, I don't know. Just to me, I feel like it's, and it's really sad because I, I feel like, like to me, hook is in the same, like Ben as Wardlow. Like he just kind of lost his luster. And it's like, what do we, what, what happened to this guy? Like, it's just, it's not his, his, it's not sitting well with me at all. Um, I don't like to me, he should have Anna J. He should have hot girl to make all the guys jealous. Like, I just don't understand what they're doing with his booking right now. And, and to me, like why have him win and give, and give, and give Hook his first loss just to have him lose the title this quickly. Um, again, it's just questionable booking again. Um, like I, to me, I would have had him keep the title longer, and I would have, I would have had the match with RVD at, at Wembley. I think that would have done a lot more for the product in general instead of having Hook. But again, they, I think it's one of those things where you know you're, they're looking at their roster, going, okay, we need to have, we, we need to make sure that we give him the acclaim, we give him this, we give him that. So they wanted him, you know, because Hook's like a phenom, so, you know, so they wanted to make sure he was there, but. I don't really think the match or even the title reign served any purpose. I'm with Will on that one. All right. Why don't we go right to the main card here? Starting off, this was a match I was really puzzled why you would start off the main card, especially after seeing what we just saw on the dirt sheets. I don't think you saw it, Will. No. But we'll talk about that here a little bit after we break down the match. Uh, for the real world championship, which I really, really hate saying that. I've already said that once. <laughs> CM Punk successfully defends over Samoa Joe. And Carlos, why don't we get your take on that one? Um, I Again, so looking at this from like perspective, and, I, and we'll get into this later, I, I did like the fact that they kind of got CM Punk, the Elite, and the, and the, um, and even like the, um, the, Blackpool Comic Club, they kind of got them all out of the way first and kind of let the other guys who have been like kind of the, the like the unsung heroes of the of the of the um of the promotion kind of get their shine. Like, you know, like like the guys like the Adam Coles, the MJFs, the the acclaimed, the um, you know, letting those guys, the Darby Allens, kind of letting those guys have the shine for once. I kind of appreciated the fact that all like the more um higher ups and the guys who kind of have more of the um the 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 um what's the word i'm looking for um i'm drawing a blank here but they have like you know the, the you know that they have the um <laughs> i would just i would just call it the tenure 
the ten year, yeah, the ten year. You know, the, they have Tony Khan's ear more, like the, letting those guys go first and kind of getting them out of the, you know, the. Um, yeah, the tenure, those guys going first, kind of, I like the way that sat with me, honestly. It was kind of like, okay, they're letting these guys go first, and they're going to let these other guys have a chance to cook. I like that thing. Hold on one second. Oh, I think we lost. No, we didn't. He's talking to somebody. I, sorry, I had my family members asked me a question. Um, oh, but no, I so I think, you know, like, to me, I like that going first. I just don't agree. Um Again, with CM Punk, I just think it was I – I wouldn't have started the show off with that. I would have started off with the Young Bucks versus FTR because I think that that would have just got the crowd really into the show more. Um, but, again, it was a good match. It's just kind of like – again, to me, it was one of those things like, you know, politicking is a good right word. Like, um, you know, like I was kind of shocked that Jericho didn't get to go first this time because he's always the one that usually gets to do that. Um but it was it was an entertaining match. I mean, it was and again, I was it was a match I was looking forward to because of the buildup. Um but again, it was just, uh, I don't know, it was just kind of different, you know, than going into the whole thing after afterwards that we'll talk about later. Um, it, it served its purpose, but to me, I think it would have been better served off towards the end of the show. But again, I do appreciate the fact that they got it out of the way and they're letting these other guys have a chance to shine. Yeah, other, other than the placement, like you guys mentioned, the match actually went really well. They, uh, they were definitely entertaining throughout it, especially, you know, hulking up. <laughs> yeah, we we see the five knuckle shuffle attempt by CM Punk. <laughs> well, I shouldn't say attempt, the tease. Mm -hmm. uh, I just like, oh no, they're not really doing this. And of course, here they are. <laughs> then we get the nice old leg drop and everything else. I'm just like, oh shit. So. Of course, you know, why not poke the bear a little more with the WWE, you know? And I think it does poke the bear, you know, like, again, like someone had posted on online um, the fact that, you know, here's some Joe a few years ago when they were, you know, at, at the WrestleMania in in uh, in uh, Tampa, you know, he's he's a comment, color commentator sitting there in the rain with a poncho, you know, and someone who Vince didn't see value in, and now he's opening the show in front of 81,000. So I think... It does, it does show the purpose of the fact that, like, and again, this is why I root for AEW, because it's like these guys have a lot of value, and it shouldn't be up to just Vince to decide who who has something left and who he doesn't just because he can get a sour case in his mouth about somebody because they botch one thing. So, um, again, it is to show, like, it does show kind of what makes them different as far as, um, you know, we see you, we see what you can still bring to the ring, and we still believe in you. So I think that was kind of a smart move with having Joe open the show because um, he has given a lot to the business, and and you know, and they have the whole story, the whole background with Ring of Honor. So in a way, it does serve that purpose. Um, but it, personally, I just would have liked to have seen it gone later on in the card. Yeah, if you're gonna have a, I guess you can call a championship match. You usually don't want that starting off that the first of your card. You usually want your more mid-card title starting it off if you can go that route. It was a good match to get the crowd going, though. I mean, it was, I have to admit, it was more of a 50-50 crowd than I thought it was going to be as far as both competitors because we know CM Punk is such a controversial figure. But you also know the popularity of Joe throughout the world, no matter if he's a heel or if he's a face. He's got the crowd behind him most the majority of the time. So um, I thought it was a good match. However, the one thing I do kind of want to bring up, it was reported by Sean Ross Sapp, and I know I shouldn't really get into this because I, I don't really like reporting 
dirt sheet type stuff on our podcast, but <laughs> I guess there was an altercation backstage with Jungle Jack Perry and CM Punk again. This time with uh, Jack Perry remedied into CM Punk, but the limo that they used <laughs> for a hook in Jungle Jack Perry's match was uh, it was a real glass windshield that they used to have Jungle Boy back dropped off on. It's just I, I don't know. I hope it's really just nothing more than just they're tr- trying to add some entertainment value. But fluff. Yeah, I I think yeah. it. I think at this point it's kind of shit at the moment. So, but uh, what's your take on that, Carlos? I'm actually I'm actually on CM Punk side on this one. I mean, looking from from the sounds from what I've read so far, I mean, it kind of sounds like uh, I feel like. Um, like I feel like Jack Perry needs to like you know um, kind of get in line a little bit, like slow your roll, dude. And I think that's one thing. That's the biggest one of the biggest criticisms with AEW is these guys. And again, it's a it's a fine line for me because I I don't I don't like it so old school like where they're just where they're where they're bullying guys like what happened to the Miz and things like that. But at the same time, um, I think there needs to be a new there there needs to be a happy medium. You know, what these guys need to respect the fact that they wouldn't be where they're at. If it wasn't for the fact that you had these guys that were on the road 300 days a week, um, missing their family, missing birthdays, missing holidays, missing all this stuff to, so that they could have be in this business, making good money, working on the weekday most of the time, getting weekends off, only having to work one day a week, getting to be on national television. I think these, some of these guys in AEW just need to have a better respect for that. And there's a way to, sh- if again, even if you don't like what CM Punk, you don't agree with what he's telling you. You can still show the respect of listening to somebody who's been in the business a long time and then just kind of, you know, you don't got to make it so blatant that you that you're just disrespecting somebody who's given a lot to this business. So it's kind of weird because from what I've read so far, this kind of has me more on CM Punk side on this one. And Jack Perry just needs to kind of get in line. He's not somody who I think if he disappeared tomorrow on TV, nobody's going to really miss him. And again, I do like him. But at the same time, he's he's small. He's he's not. They have 20 Jack Perry's in AEW right now, you know, and that and um and that's they only have one CM Punk. So. Um, and just reading from what they said already, he got sent home and CM Punk's still there. So that kind of tells you everything, but these guys just need to realize like Tony Khan's not going to get rid of CM Punk. So if we can all just learn to play nice, the, their company would be better off for it in the long run. Well, and yeah. another thing, sorry, I don't damn mean to cut you off brother. The thing that I think a lot of the young, younger talent, not just in the wrestling industry, any type of work industry, I think, some of them come in with this attitude like yeah we know everything but they don't want to learn from their elders because you know there's there's some definite there's definitely things you can learn from your elders but you know some sometimes the elders can too also learn some of the new ideals from the youth but this is a case where i would be if i was in jungle jack perry's case i'd be listening to cm punk a little more um i noticed chris has his hand raised um Chris, if you want to take the mic, go ahead and uh, give us your thoughts. I appreciate it, John. Carlos, appreciate you having me. Uh, I wanted to just say something real quick. I agree with you 100%. I think it's all about longevity in the in the, in the the industry, right? You want to make sure that you actually have people that, that can stick around long-term, right? I think at the end of the day, I think CM Punk's looking out for people and 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 their, their futures, right? I mean, you heard the stories of uh, Goldberg punching uh, you know, a glass windshield, uh, you know, and ended up ending up at hospital later that night because he didn't use a baseball bat. Instead, he wanted to be, you know, back in the day when he was in WCW, like he ended up I mean, losing a ton of blood, 
because he decided to go for it in a real life way. And, you know, Punk, Punk has done his homework. He's lived through decades of, of experience. And I think he ultimately is looking out for the better um, betterment of, of, of the people that he's working with. And I think he's ultimately trying to see the industry grow and to see his employer uh, stick around for the long haul. He doesn't want people to to harm themselves, which is probably part of the reason why he doesn't get along with some of the quote-unquote flippy guys, right? You know, you're talking about like the <laughs> the young bucks and the Kenny Omegas of the world, because I don't think that Punk really sees the the long-term appeal of something like that when you could end up, you know, really shortening your career. And you know that Omegas had some 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 injuries long, you know, because of some of the stuff that he's done. But I would just say that you know, looking at like kind of going, I don't, I'll, I'll land my plane here and say that. Uh, you know, you, there's there's video footage of Danielson teaching uh, or working with Jade Cargill. If you look it up, that exists out there. Um, some of these wrestlers are trying to learn from their elders and 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 really trying to, you know, to 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 grow from the experience. Uh, and I, I think that some are a little more hesitant. And I, I think the industry would be better off served, no matter what what organization WWE or AEW, if if both sides are willing to kind of say, I can learn from you and you can learn from me. And, and kind of understand that, you know, this is all about long term, right? Mm-hmm. And, and if these people's, you know, the careers are shortened because they did an extra flip off of a top rope, you probably, probably don't want to, you don't, you don't want to, you know, do too many of these and, and potentially injure somebody and, and lose their entire, you know, um, you know, just their entire, uh, you know, their, their income just because of some moves. So, yeah, I, I, I kind of, I, I'm with you both. I think that there's a, there's a lot that can be uh uh, thought you know applied to this conversation, but I think that Punk's looking out for for, for folks, not just uh, himself. Awesome, thanks, Chris. Uh, Hector, I noticed your hands raised. Go ahead. Yeah, how's it going there, John? Good. How are you? Not too bad. Well, yeah. When it came when it comes to the subject, I just barely read the uh, dirt sheet about what went on with uh, Punk and Jack Perry. I just think it's I find it ironic in a way where how how most people are saying, you know, it's punk just kind of watching out for the young guys. It's ironic in a way, like at that point in his life, when he was that young, he used to be the same way too. I believe just cause I feel, you know, he's learned from his mistakes that he's made before. So he's looking at this new generation. Like he sees a lot of himself and them. Cause even punk would admit too, like he, you know, he thought he was all hot shit until he got in the ring with, uh, Eddie Guerrero. In an old Ring of Honor match, I believe. It's just, yeah, it's one of those things where I feel he's not in the wrong, but there's ways he can approach it. But it's pretty much him showing a tough love when it comes to the uh, younger cats. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Most definitely. So, yeah, we you know, hear in the reports like, oh, you know, of course, people are going to try to spit it up like oh, CM Punk through another hissy fit at a major event. But, you know, I will back up Punk on this side when it comes to that. When it came to the last time, you know, I didn't know, you know, I, I wasn't going to pick any sides on that, like let them work it out. But, um, yeah, I mean, he's not in the wrong. Like he just wants to make sure that the younger talent, you know, are, are keeping themselves safe. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, again, it's it's a lot of learning from the experience and, you know, what the reason you get elders like punk or, you know, anybody who's been in the industry for so long, it's because they've made those mistakes and they don't want to see those guys do the same thing. You know, they want to, they want to help keep them 
like you and Chris and Carlos have all said, it's all about longevity. And, you know, if you don't have longevity, the business is not going to survive. It's going to, it's going to hit the toilets real quick and it'll be quicker than a WCW run on a Monday night war. So, <laughs> you know, Absolutely. Uh, all right. Well, should we continue on? Yeah, let's go. And again, like I just to be like again, I'm I'm rooting for them. Like I, I I want this company to succeed. And I just and again to any of those guys, like you you gotta know your audience too. And if he if he didn't think CM Punk was gonna come back when he took that shot <laughs> with them, and you know, again, you're sadly mistaken. Like again, I just hope these guys learn to get along nice. And I and again, I'm rooting for this company, and again, because I think that the business is better with them here. And again, the more wrestlers that get to eat, the better off we all are. And again, we as fans win no matter what. So let's go. Yeah, absolutely. And I, yeah, I'm sorry I had to cut you out, but like, yeah, as long as there's, you know, there's an alternative where these wrestlers can get employment, because after, what was it, 2019 or 2020, when like everything happened, like you hear about all these wrestlers losing their job. So yeah, it's always nice to have different options out there to watch, to watch your favorite wrestler up there, you know? Yeah. And especially, you know, they're just, you know, like, and again, who knows what Edge asked for? But if you know, if you believe what they said with the dirt sheets with the Edge, you know, he he asked for a certain amount from WWE, and they said no. You know, and again, we don't know if it, we don't know yet if it was outrageous or things like that. But especially with Endeavor coming along, you know, the Endeavor is notorious for you know telling all these long longer tooth you know UFC fighters thanks but no thanks because it's all about the brand more than it is the fighters. And WWE's that way too. I mean, they're come they're having a paper their premium live event next week where they barely even had to promote it because the brand's bigger than the stars. So I think that wrestling fans are going to be in for some big surprises when Endeavor takes over. And so I think they're going to, and I think with that, they're going to find themselves more in the corner of AEW because it's going to, I think it's, I honestly think it's going to be a place where these stars, and again, it's going to keep, it's going to keep Endeavor accountable. And it's also going to be a place where these stars can go and finish their stories the right way. So yeah, I'm rooting for them. Absolutely. 100%. I think people were just... I think people were just more worried about when it came to the deal. Like, uh, it's going to be more cross promotion with WWE and UFC. Which, I mean, it's not a bad thing. No, for sure. But at the same time, it's like, you know, it's again, there's going to be a lot of cuts and stuff like that. So when those cuts happen, you're going to want to see a place that people can still eat. And again, that's be a fan of, of the, of the business and let's, let's, let's see it all succeed. Absolutely. All right, let's go on to match number two of the night of the main card. This one is the one that baffled me the most. Uh, <laughs> Will's so irritated without the way it was finished to Kanosuke Takeshita and Bullet Club Gold defeats the team of Hangman Adam Page, Kenny Omega, and Kota Ibushi. Uh, you want me to get your thoughts first because you look like you're about ready yeah, to Yeah, I'll go, go ahead. I'll get it out of the way. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm getting I'm getting a stone cold gif in my in my head right now. <laughs> I do not care. I'm shaking back and forth. <laughs> I do not care uh, about the fact that the victory went the way it went, as far as who got the victory, but why on a freaking premium event in Wembley of all things would you end it with a stupid little roll up? <laughs> that finish bugs you more than anything. Well, it kind of bugs me in some ways too. I mean, if it's a, been a long competitive match and you can't finish off your opponent, I guess that's the way to do it. But, <laughs> but they had plenty of opportunities to finish somebody off in that one. Yeah. And for it being out in Wembley, I, I just thought they would have 
given that more thought, more detail. Well, and they had the right star power too. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I would, I'm just as baffled as you are. Um, but yeah, there you, to me, if it's a six man match, you should have a finish somewhere in there. So Carlos, what, what did you think of it? Well, they invited me to be on there. One sec, one sec, Carlos. Hey, Hector, can we have you meet your mic? Oh, my bad, my bad. No, you're good. Okay, Carlos, go ahead. Um, I think that it. I mean, to me, so here's the thing. And again, I again, just kind of like I kind of feel like I got Tony Khan's booking in with line. It would have made more sense if if, if they would have announced right after the match that Kenny Omega was going to fight Konosuke at All Out, and I, and that's going to be what's going to happen. But I think if they would have just announced that matchup afterwards, it would have then it would have made a lot more sense. Like, oh, he got the cheap win, and so now they're going to challenge him for them at all out. Like, like, to, and that's something that I think that they should have been doing throughout this whole card. Like, you know, like especially like even like we'll get into like after, you know, like I, again, I think it's going to be Orange Cassidy versus John Moxley. They could they should have announced that if, if they would announce that match after after that too, and maybe you know if it's going to be Eddie and Cesaro or you know Claudio. If they would have just announced those matches after the card, then it kind of would have made more sense as to what we're seeing going on here, because it is kind of being being done as a feeder for for all out. So again, if they would have just done that, it would have made a lot more sense to me. But yeah, like I just didn't like the cheap victory either. It doesn't really accomplish anything. Um, but again, I I I do like the fact again, just looking at from a, a perspective of the fact that these are this they're in, they're in England. It's the first time in front of these fans. Like, I'm glad that they got to see as many stars as they got to see. Um, so again, so for that, I'm okay with it because it's more about the fans that are there than it is about me. I'm just the guy who's getting to watch it on television. So I'm okay with it, but like, I'm like, I would have liked a more concisive win in, in the match as well. Right, moving on to the AEW World Tag Team Championship. The champions FTR defeats the Young Bucks and successfully keeps their championships. Overall, I thought this was a pretty good match. I mean, we again, we mentioned in our uh, preface there that uh, we weren't sure who was going to come out victory because there were many times we thought it was over. No, both there the, was a kick out. Yeah, both these teams did an excellent job throughout this entire match. They killed it. The, I do have to say, though, I like the fact that FTR tried to extend their hands for a sportsmanship handshake and the Young Bucks turned away. So are we seeing the hung? Yeah, the hung. <laughs> Sorry, I got Carlos excited. Wow, the, the young bucks. Whoa, whoa, whoa! It's Sunday, man. We're gonna talk like that on Sunday. Yeah, you were gonna call them the hung bucks. <laughs> uh, this, is, this is Monday talk. <laughs> yeah, this is Brian. This is the Lord's Day. Come on, now. this is Brian. Class call talk. <laughs> we haven't even got the NXT yet, but <laughs> I, 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 yeah, oh, I, I see where you're going with this, and I do think this is where you start to see the bucks kind of turn. The problem is, but it's the wrong people turning. It should be FTR. Yeah. That should be the heels. See, I'm with Carlos. To me, it should be FTR turning because it's some CM Punk being the controversial figure. I agree, but we saw what we saw. Yeah. <laughs> In fairness to Will, yeah. I mean, we did see what we saw. It just, I think if you're going to turn a team heel, they turn the wrong team heel. And uh, thanks, Trisha P. Lot, for laughing at my little innuendo there. <laughs> but light a candle, light, light a candle for him, please. Go light a candle for him right now. <laughs> oh, she'll she'll hit me with a Singapore cane, I know. So, but but Will, 
Oh, she does that. Trisha, give me your cash app. I'll hook you up. <laughs> uh, here we go. Right. That is Carlos mentions the cash app. Our viewership just went up. So you're going to have to pay for all these. John just gave me an attack with single report canes in Utah. I'd, I'd, I'd be down for it. Just make sure you're, I, I'm going to need evidence. Uh, here, here we go. Yeah, that, Carlos, but, that, but again, that, that's, that's Monday. Talk. This is Sunday. We were nice and peaceful today. So. Oh, bullshit. <laughs> we, we have the word insight in our team name for a reason, but why don't we get your thoughts on that tag team championship? Um. So again, just being honest for me, like as again, just going back to the, to the, to the opening match, um, when I see someone get beat by with the double close line, it's going to it just, it's going to take me out of this match a little bit when I see so many kickouts and it's like, okay, so am I supposed to get amnesia from what just happened before? And now these guys are getting, they're getting hit with the semi truck and kicking out in the, before a three count, like, give me a break. You know, it's like, um, it's, but it's, um, but they so, told a good story. Go ahead. Were you going to say something? Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. The no. only thing, the only thing that I thought of when you mentioned, started talking about that too, there was one spot there where, <laughs> we saw the young bucks pull the shoulder up <laughs> it yeah. was yeah it was pretty yes. clear obvious there but i mean you know that that is one thing that does bug me and i that was like that that was like who was that that seth rollins fought at at a at crown jewel and they did the same thing who was it what was his, who was his opponent in that match i forget I can't uh, remember. Or was it? Or was it Cody? It was one of those matches, but the same thing. It was like, oh, we think it was Finn Balor, and it's like, come on, like yeah. really, like yeah. Well, you know, it's like count it down and just find a way to fix it later, you know. But yeah, that that's what bothered me. But anyway, sorry, brother, didn't mean to interrupt you. And, and that's one of those things where again, like I just kind of like what we were talking about before, like you know, with, with them doing everything, like you know. I don't think anybody's going to be looking back on this a year or now and be like, Oh man, do you remember what, you know, when jungle boy and hook went through the window and that's the same thing with this match. Like it, it, it does it now, but I think like that's where something they need to learn with WWE is like, just slow it down and let the match breathe a little bit. Cause I mean, just all that isn't going to be remembered in the end of the day. Like it's going to be just remembered for a good match. And, and like you, and it's just so much. And it's like, okay, so it's just, it was a it was a good emotional roller coaster and and to me like I said I would have had them open the card because I feel like they this match really kind of brought the energy for the for the for the crowd in Wembley um but again it was it was a good match and um and I, I do again the wrong team is like they're they're teasing the wrong team but at the same time I don't think it's so much about the young bucks being heels it's just it's just the fact that they're competitors and they're pissed because they lost so I don't think it's necessarily signaling a heel turn it's just signaling the match the fact that they wanted that match that bad and, and again if you think you're the best tag team in the world sometimes it's okay to have a chip on your shoulder so i'm okay with that and again it's just gonna lead to more matches but i'm i'm glad that ftr won um i i think they're the best tag team in the world right now you know and it doesn't and it doesn't take away from what the young bucks have brought to um this business but i i just ftr is my kind of tag team and i'm glad that they got the, they got the win yeah um what is this now? One and one between the Bucks and FTR? No, it's two and one. This was this was match three. So the um, oh, was it three? Okay, yeah. yeah so they so this the was, um, this was their rubber match in a way. Correct. Yeah. All right. So the young the young Bucks won the first one, and then um, FTR got the second one, and now FTR has got the third one. Okay. So yeah, in theory, we should be done seeing them for a little bit. Hopefully, unless they find a way to tease it again, but. Right now, and to I, me, like I just, I just want to see, I, I just want to see tag team wrestling come back with this company. I mean, that's the, when I first started watching AEW, the thing that I fell in love with was was their tag team division. You know, it was like because because I mean, 
like you've, you've heard the stories about Vince McMahon, you know, Freddie Prince tells it eloquently, like Vince is like, why am I going to pay for four guys and I can just pay for two, you know, so in a match. And so I feel like Vince McMahon doesn't care about tag team wrestling that much. And so I think that this is, that's always been something that I feel like AEW should concentrate on more is their tag teams. And now with getting pride and powerful back, um, you know, seeing those guys in the stadium stampede, you know, I feel like I would love this. I would just love to see go back to their roots of just showcasing tag team wrestling. Because I think it really is their bread and butter. Well, and speaking of stadium stampede, why don't we go ahead and move on to that? Did anyone else have any thoughts about the last match before we move on, though? Anyone in the crowd, or are we okay? Yeah, nobody's got their hands up. All right, sounds good. I'm watching. Okay. I'm watching. <laughs> so, All right. uh, but, uh, but uh, yeah, it, stadium stampede. This was a. Oh, sorry, getting a 100 from Sage up there. Hey, Sage, how are you doing? Uh, oh man, I, I'm just enjoying this show. I, I I was throwing y'all a hundred, and I'm just enjoying the flow. <laughs> awesome, thank you for appreciate it, man. Thanks for joining us. Also, want to give some shout outs to Tips there from Straight Tipping on his uh, space. Does a wonderful job covering some multi sports there, especially football. T- Tuesday through Thursday at six p.m. Eastern time on. Twitter spaces. So definitely tune in. Definitely a very entertaining show. Um, I, I catch as much as I can. Again, we're, we're all, we're a family here. We're all support each other and just grateful to have them be a part of the team with these guys. Again, amazing guys. Also want to give a shout out to Christopher Jackson. Thank you for tuning in. And also thank you to Emily. Bol- I hope I pronounce it right. Emily Boyvin. Thank you for tuning in. Um, while we go ahead and get right to the stadium stampede. Uh, the team of Orange Cassidy, Best Friends, Eddie Kingston, and Penta. Wow, that's a lot to say. Defeating the Blackpool Combat Club and Proud and Powerful. Why don't we start with you, Will? I actually did like the match. It, it was excellent. I just I did not see Blackpool Combat Club being handed another loss. Yeah, I was. There, a, there's been a lot of loss for the BCC lately. Well, not only that, you you see Santana come back. Yeah, San- after being gone for over a year. Yeah, and um, last I heard was that Santana and you know Ortiz weren't really even getting along anymore. So. No, in fact, uh, Santana's contract was actually terming extended, right? Or- I don't know if they ever extended it. I think it was term, but nobody had any real news on. If it honestly, I am, and this is my this is my two cents about this thing. I think with Vince being back in control in WWE, I think that Santana's like, oh, okay, maybe I want to stay here now and I want to be best friends again. That's my honest opinion about it all. I think um, when Triple H was cooking for a while and and, and Vince was gone, I think a lot of wrestlers kind of thought about the other side. But I think now with Vince being there back and with the, everything going on, I think it's humbling a lot of these guys to realize, oh, maybe I need to play nice and be great and be grateful for what I got and, and remember my gratitude. Well, you know, everybody's been nice to Tony Khan lately. So yeah, exactly. And so I think that a lot of these guys are realizing, oh, maybe, maybe I don't, maybe it won't be greener if I go over there, you know? So it's like, I think, I think that's been a lot of it too. Especially when Triple H is losing his power and all this stuff going on with Vince. I think that these guys are just having second thoughts as to, um, you know, do I want to go? And again, and I think too, Tony Khan's been smart, you know, letting, like a lot of these other contracts expire and maybe not bringing back guys who thought they were going to be brought back, you know, like maybe it's showing these guys too, like mm, maybe I need to just start being grateful a little bit more for what I have. And again, it's, this is a wrestling business and just, you know, and again, am I going to be 
really thought of as a single star or am I going to get get more along with being a tag team? And I think it's being the tag team. Hmm. And just shout out uh, to Santana for looking like a snack. Oh, yeah. Again, that's Monday, that's, I, that's Monday I, talk. That's Monday talk. But uh, <laughs> I, I was happy to see him come back. He is looking amazing. I hope he does. Yeah, extend. looking jacked. Yeah. He's, he's done good for himself, apparently. Yeah. yeah. I accidentally called the young. And to me, that's something I always look. Sorry, go ahead. I said, I accidentally called the Young Bucks the wrong name, and you just get your Monday talk going there. Oh, but like, and then she, like, I think that's me. That's something I like to see with wrestlers who are out, like, and again, seeing them that the fact that they're working on their bodies, getting, you know, taking advantage of their, of their time off. I think that just shows that they do. It's just a small, um, it just shows that they're taking the business seriously and that they're, t- that they're really, um, you know, going in the right direction. So, again, kudos to him for uh, doing that. He looks, looks great. Yeah. All right. All right. So were we giving our thoughts on the match or did Will ever give us thoughts on the match or I did. Yeah. He he went first. <laughs> okay. You you, you kind of just slid right in with your oh, yummy. Sorry. Oh, you're good. <laughs> um, <laughs> but choose your wording differently. No way. No way. But uh but if anyone has any thoughts on the match, feel free to raise your hands too. Don't be afraid to throw out some opinions there. And again, um, for me, like with this match again, it's just I think it served its purpose again. It's is getting getting all these guys who again have been they've been uh besides Claudio and Wheeler came along or later on, but these guys have been staples of this product. They've again they talk about pillars, but they've they've all been they've all been waving that um all elite wrestling flag. So and again, I think and again for if you're going to your area, you know, and uh you're gonna see somebody, uh these are the guys you want to see. I know when they came to when they came to the north northern California, I, I didn't get to see Eddie and I didn't get to see um Ethan Page or Darby Allen. Those are the ones that I kind of missed out on seeing. So um, you know, when, when they're coming, you want to be able to see all the stars. And so again, I think that they just this is a good match. You're giving the crowd something to go in. And again, it was it was a lot of energy. Um, and yeah, I mean, again, I, I, I joked the gobbledygooker, you know, that was, that's who Moxley reminded me of with the, with the things in his head. Uh, but again, um, it is what it is. I mean, it's, it's, it's a match and it's blood and it's what I think people expect from AEW. And, um, it was a fun match. Was it my favorite match? No. Am I going to remember this match three, three um, months from now? Probably not, but it served its purpose and it got everybody in the, in the crowd. It was a good way to reintroduce Santana Ortiz back to the AEW faithful and and again it was just it, and you know having the the british crowd speaking spanish was a good pop for me so that was kind of fun you know i think again the match served his purpose and again and to me a lot of people um you know they complain because moxley oh he should be in the main event the main event scene they're wasting him but to me when i look at like i look at these guys you know like a moxley who's who's being humble enough to just kind of go in there and fight with his friends it gives me a whole new appreciation for him because he's not the guy politicking in the back to me. I need to be in the main event or that. Like he's somebody who's a team player. He's there for AEW, and it just makes me appreciate him even more personally. All right. Well, we uh, move on to the AEW Women's World Four Way Match. <laughs> have a brand have... <laughs> We have a brand new champion in her hometown, Soraya, defeating Tony Storm. Hikaru Shida and Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. Will's already shaking his head, but why don't we start with you, Carlos? Is this the part where you guys acknowledge me for picking the right one? No. I already acknowledged <laughs> you with the one finger salute. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm number one. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> 
I did it Eddie Kingston style there at the end of the <laughs> match, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I did you want to give your thoughts first? To me, like it just I was, you know, like some again, I, I just kind of I from the very beginning, I kind of saw the writing on the wall as to why, you know, they took the belt off Tony in the first place because they wanted to add Soraya to the match. But at the same time, to me, it's just, I just, this whole thing is just bad. Like, I guess, again, it's one of those, like we just talked about, you know, like you're taking the training wheels off the bike and you're letting your kid go. And you're like, and, you, and so that, I think that's what we feel like every time, you know, we see the women's division, you know, it's like, okay, are they going to get it right this time? And they, and they totally missed it with this one. Um, again, we saw Mercedes in the crowd. I'm happy for that. I've, I've been dying on that hill for a long time that she was going to show up in AEW. Um, if she does come in, I hope that it leads to better booking for them. But this match just didn't make sense. And again, when going back to the training wheel comment, what I mean by that is if you know that if you know that your biggest criticism is how you book the women's division, then think about that before you book it. And so just to me, like this just left him up for more criticism because you had you had him follow a match where it just took all the energy out of a crowd. And then you and then it's like then you you put the belt on one of your one of the biggest fan favorites Sheeta, and you had her lose it only with a couple weeks. It just it just was just bad booking all around. Like again, if you're gonna have Soraya turn on Tony Storm in anyways, they should have just kept the belt on on Tony Storm and then had Soraya turn on her. You know, there's you know again there's there could have just there's nothing that happened that it couldn't have been the same result. And to me, I would have had Sheeta go over. Soraya this week at all all out and then get that big pop in front of the Chicago crowd and make everyone happy. This just this the way this was booked, it just leads to a lot of criticism. And again, there's nothing wrong with Soraya getting that, you know, the home, the home field thing. And again, and again, I think it's one of those things where again, like they're trying to show again, this is somebody who Vince McMahon didn't see any any value in. And they were never worried about trying to clear her to wrestle again until she was in head AEW. So I think in a way you're making her champion for the two for the reason of the fact you want to give the home crowd a, something, a feel good story, but you're also trying to show again to Vince and the WWE, here's somebody that you didn't see any value in and we do, but it just wasn't executed correctly. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I mean, first of all, I absolutely love AEW's women's division. That's how I'm going to start it off. I, I, <laughs> I don't have any problems with any of the ladies that were in this match. However, this was a fail. This was an absolute fail. I've said it before when WWE started messing up with the women's tag titles, that it's basically the new 24-7 title. Well, I didn't know that that thing was a case of herpes, and it's made it all the way over to AEW. Whoa. Oh Whoa. <laughs> Damn, dude. What? You need a hug? No. I just, you know what? These ladies need to be shown more appreciation. It, it should have been done better, like Carlos said. No, I totally agree. <laughs> um, it makes no sense. You take the championship off Tony. I get why they did what they did. Put put it on Sheeta, which I understand they they wanted to have Sheeta have that moment with you know the fans because she didn't. Her reign was not. Her reign was during the COVID years where everything was shut down, and. Then, but it's not. It's not like she is fifty years old either, though. She still has no. time to get done. Oh, you know? they're, it's like, it's like they're rushing it. They're just like they're, again, just execute it better. It's like it's just it's like uh. they, they, they might as well just dress Sheeta up for two weeks in toilet paper. 
is how I feel about it. <laughs> yeah, no. And again, yeah. it's, and it's, and it's just again, it's just the execution. You the fans out there finally getting their champion that they've been they've been championing Sheeta. They all love her, and then they just got they just got a pie in the face instead. <laughs> you know? Yep. <laughs> yeah, they should have kept that championship on Tony and had uh, Soraya betray her and become the champion. Or if you keep the four way, have Soraya pin somebody else in the match, you know, and the belt stays with the Outcast. Either way. I'm just a little interested in what's going to happen with Tony Storm now after this event. So, I mean, clearly, I think we all see that she's going to be kicked out of the group by Soho and Soraya after she, well, what was it? Did she kick or punch? Oh, she punched her. She punched Soho. I can't remember. I can't remember how she went about attacking her. Short-term memory, folks. Sorry. But, um, (laughs) yeah, I, I just... I don't know. Something is not going to go down well come Dynamite. We know we're going to start seeing Tony Storm probably break away after that, or somehow they make up. I don't know. Yeah. But I don't know how you would make up after something like that. So to me, it was just booked terrible. I would have just. And you. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. I'd like I said before, keep the championship on Storm. Have Soraya win it today. It just made no sense to have a transitional champion. Go ahead, Carl. Sorry. No, no. And the other thing too, and again, just the criticism. So again, like looking at the card now, they would have been better suited to have like a women's battle royal, you know, instead of the MJF Adam Cole Aussie Open match, you know. And again, like just or the even like that, they had they had enough room for that on the on the pre-show. But again, when you have like women like you have Athena, who was your MVP of Ring of Honor, and she was in your main event um, of your last Ring of Honor pay per view, and she's and she's sitting there, you know, texting from home, talking about how she wasn't flown out for the for the for the for the event. You had Chris Statlander doing the same thing, who's your TBS champion, who had that big moment at you know who got to beat Jade Cargill, you know, and she's not even flown out for the event, sitting at home, you know, saying how she's gonna watch it from home. It's just bad PR all around. And so when you're when you're when you're going into all that stuff already. Like the fans are already criticizing that before it even starts. And so they just need to be smarter about trying to get all these, you know, like look, treat the and again, I get like I agree with Will. Like I'm I'm on the same page as Will. Like I, I love the talent of the of the AEW women, but that's just they're just not being booked or treated properly. And I just want, you know, try to fit as much as them in, care for them as much as you do the men, you know, and it and it would just make the product all a lot a lot better all around. Most definitely. Uh, if anybody has any thoughts, feel free to raise your hand. Um, but and we'll come back to you on that thought too. Why don't we go to the <laughs> probably one of the more other wild matches we've seen tonight? The coffin match. I've never seen a, I guess you can say a Texas tornado style type coffin match ever in pro wrestling. I believe this is the first one ever. But the team of Darby Allen and Sting defeat the team of Swerve Strickland and Christian Cage. Uh, <laughs> Will's face palming, laughing. Maybe we should go to Carlos first on the opinion here. Before before we get to that, I want to ask just I wrote, what'd you guys what do you guys think about all the licensed music? I thought it was pretty cool. I'm not opposed to seeing that type of stuff on the pay-per-views, honestly. It it's been a long time since I've seen it, so that part of it was enjoyable for me. Oh, you didn't? Oh, you, 
did you not watch the last pay-per-view where they had no uh, i didn't watch the last pay-per-view whatsoever oh yeah they had daniel bryan come out to the final countdown done by europe oh geez which i thought was pretty good <laughs> i thought it was awesome i thought it was very fitting for his match at with okada there at forbidden door mm. but um carlos what's your thoughts on that coffin match well, just really quick for me, like I again, I was just about the license music thing. The reason why I asked is I feel like I feel like not having Sting's theme song took the crowd a little bit out of the match at first. So that's why I should I asked the opinion of it because I feel like it was kind of cool, but at the same time, it was done a little too much for some of the matches. And I like even Soraya, like they should have just done it for one person and had and left it at that. Cause I feel like it just I feel like fans were waiting to pop to um to Sting well, to Sting's music and it didn't. And it did and also did Justin Roberts forget to introduce Darby Allen? You know, I yes, I thought he so. did, right? Yeah, he just yeah, he just introduced Sting, and I'm like, what the fuck? You know? yeah. <laughs> but, but the thing I do want to point out, actually, they used Sting's uh, one of Sting's theme music from WCW. Actually, yes, they did. Okay, so that's his old so theme music. Fair, so, in fairness, they actually did use one of Sting's old yeah. theme music. It was okay, like gotcha. a it was right at the toilet end of WCW, unfortunately. Yeah. Oh, was it? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If you go back and watch on uh, on Peacock Network, I don't know if they eliminated it. Yeah. I'm sure they did. Yeah. They're not paying those rights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But Sting actually came out to that music. Seek and Destroy. I, I want to say it was. Oh, okay. I want to say it was either the second to last or the very last year WCW's run under the Turner Network. Yep. But again, I think this match was really good. I, again, I feel like I, and again, this is one of those things where, again, like from the talent wise, just, you know, like, I, you know, something that was reported was that Air Fox, you know, he knew he had travel issues and he never told AEW about it. And so for me, like, like I, that was just a, a, a bad part on him. Cause again, I was really excited to see him kind of get to come up and then for him to not be able to even go there in the first place. Um, it just kind of, it just was kind of a left a bad taste in this match for me, but I think Christian was a great, was a great, um, was a great replacement. And my thoughts on this match is that was that air was that Swerve's dreads were hanging out, so the match still shouldn't be over. No, that's that's, uh, that's, that's my. <laughs> you know, you know the funny part. I, Will and I said that same thing. Like, wait a his hair sticking out. If yeah, the hair so, down, the so that's out. my thought. That's my thought. The match should still be continuing because his dreads were hanging out. So that's my one thought about the match. But uh, other than that, I thought I thought the match was good. Again, it served its purpose. The whole time, I was just like, don't let Sting get hurt. I mean, again, Darby Allen's quickly. Darby Allen's become one of my favorite wrestlers. Again, he's just. And again, from aesthetic, like I'm one of those guys. I like the big meaty buffy man, like like a Vince does. And so for me, like. Darby's won me over with just his talent and his heart. So, um, and I and I think Swerve is going to be a really good heel. So, and, I, and again, the work that Christian's doing has been amazing. I just didn't like Nick Wayne coming out. He's he's like 150 pounds soaking wet, and he's gonna come out with a little kid skateboard. Like, you should have came out with like a chainsaw, you know? Like, I mean, give me a break. That was the one part where I was like, really? Like, you you think you're gonna do damage to Luchasaurus with this little skateboard? So that's the one thing that took me out of the match, and it didn't really—it didn't really make sense as to why Luchasaurus was trying to eliminate Nick Wayne from the from the match, you know, like because he's more of a threat than Nick Wayne is. So that part of it didn't really make any sense to me. But overall, like just the whole the match was entertaining. Again, it's giving the crowd what they want to see. It's it's a special it's a special attraction match. You got staying there. 
again, I was there at WrestleMania 31 when Sting fought Triple H, and I was just flabbergasted when Triple H beat Sting. I just kind of took the air out of out of out of out of a uh, Levi Stadium. Um, so for me, it was nice to see Sting. I I've been I really enjoyed the second act of Sting, and I really enjoyed seeing him get to go out this way instead of you know the way he was treated in WWE. So I was just really glad that Tony Khan did this for Sting. And again, I can when. I can look past little things because at the end of the day, this is about giving Stings Sting something special, you know, as he's ending the end of his career. So I'm appreciative for that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm pointing at you. Okay. <laughs> well, first of all, I actually did really, really love the match. Uh, technically, nobody should have won because they beat the shit out of that coffin, so it can't even close properly. <laughs> yeah, I was... um, along with Carlos, I, I kind of want to see Sting kind of hold back on some of the things he's doing. Well, I mean, for one-offs like this, I think that's right to utilize him, but yeah. But even like when Swerve, like he like Swerve did like a like he did a like a kick towards Sting's neck, and I'm like, is that really necessary when we know Sting has a bad neck? Like yeah. one like one little like one little one little mistake, and that could have just that could end it all, you know. So it's just the better I mean, planning of it, just being more safe with that kind of stuff. Like yeah, I, I'm, again, not, I'm, with, I'm not yeah. saying totally get rid of what he's doing, just tone it down. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Age does affect. Well, we should have a ban move, ban using the moves on uh, Sting here. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> just well, well just no, again, it's, no, it's, 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 it doesn't do. add, like it doesn't it doesn't add anything to the match, and it's still and it's again it's more just about Sting being there. Just I don't want to see it end because of, of a of a move that didn't really add anything to the match and that wasn't really necessary. Just better, just re re it's like the old WWE mentality. Reply more on the story being told. And less about having to get a bunch of different moves in. Like the story, the story enough is there as it is. Well, and the problem with that though, you have to almost apply that to every single match though, because you see that in almost, as I said already, you almost see that in every match as is. So there's there's things that definitely could be eliminated that you definitely don't need in there, but you can still tell the story just fine with all the other stuff. So. Uh, while we go on to uh, special match, as we mentioned before, Will Ospreay getting the victory over, I'm just going to say the GOAT, Chris Jericho, just because, in my opinion, he is a GOAT. Um, Will, what did you think of that match? Beautiful match. They they did an excellent job. They worked extremely well together. Kudos to Jericho for giving the rub. Uh Will did exactly what we thought we was going to go out there and do. He performed high level. Now, when you see a high caliber match like that, especially from Will Osprey, and I know I'm going to get some heat from the Kenny Omega fans, but I'm sorry. I think Will Osprey right now is the hottest wrestler in all of pro wrestling right now. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with you on that. And Carlos? I'm with you. <laughs> Carlos is raising his hand, but he. I was trying talk. to give. I was trying to give. I was trying to give 100. Oh. There we go. There oh, we okay, go. <laughs> okay. Well, I was gonna say you. You don't need to raise your hand. You're on the same connection with us. But, <laughs> but what what was your thoughts overall on the match, Carlos? I thought it was really good. Again, I I I teased on you know talking on X earlier, you know, because everyone was trying to shit on this match, and it's like um, I wouldn't put it past Chris Jericho to to steal the show. And again, this match it, it was perfectly placed on the card. Um, 
again, is it would be it would be my third favorite match because again, I I like I I like this kind of like those last three matches were my three favorites and they kind of went in order of how I liked them. Um, this match served its purpose, and again, I I'm only thing I'm mad about is I got my prediction wrong. So of course I hate the match because of that. No, but no, just joking <laughs> aside on that though. Um, again, I, again, when you want to criticize just Chris Jericho six months from now because you're saying maybe there's another program that runs too long with somebody or things like that. Um, you know, don't lose, don't lose the fact that this guy put over Will Ospreay. He didn't have to, if he didn't want to lose, I'm sure he wouldn't have. So, um, so again, just kudos for him, you know, and again, he's making, he's making Osprey look good. And again, I, and I feel like right now, you know, they're, they're probably recruiting for Osprey too. I mean, they're not, they're not dumb. And again, while you have him, when you, when you have Will Osprey able to play in your house, show him all the benefits of, of, of signing with AEW. So I think Chris Jericho also did a smart thing for the company by letting Osprey go over. Cause it just shows that, um, you know, it just goes to show that, Hey, you know, we'd love to have you over here with us and, you know, we'll, we'll let you stay here. We'll let you make better money than you've ever made with new Japan. You can still have the POC deal where you can go back to England for a couple months out of the year. And so we're for new Japan. Cause you know, WWE is going to be knocking down Osprey's door. Hopefully, you know, who knows, like we were talking about with Endeavor, but I just think all around, this was, a, this was a smart move by AEW. And again, kudos for Jericho. Cause he is a company guy. He does, he does the way that AEW flag. And, uh, and I just think the match came off really smooth. And, and I just like the layers too, you know, like Sammy, like kind of looking like, you know, Jericho just kind of questioning what's next for him. It's easy for him to maybe go with, go with them, you know, maybe go with the um, Don Callis now. Um, and again, kudos to Don Callis. That guy is so good on, on the mic. I love him and Nigel going back and forth on commentary. Um, and again, there's just a lot of layers that are being left. Like you're having Chris Jericho question himself now after this loss. I love how Jericho kind of just gave him the little finger and said, just if you're going to do it, finish it. You know, again, it was a really well done match. Kudos to both competitors. Yeah, it's something I actually want to point out is the people who are crapping on this being such a long drag. These two were actually supposed to face off during the shutdown era of COVID. That's when they're first uh outing was supposed to take place and it didn't happen so uh, yeah one i'm glad we all got a special match out of these two and two i kind of hope to see a rematch eventually down the road it was a little weird for me to watch these two fight because the last jericho cruise i was on we had will osprey actually saving chris jericho from an attack of all factions the how was it called uh chaos project luther and serpentico so Gosh. yeah <laughs> Ooh, yeah. scary I'm, I'm putting this i'm putting my razor i'm putting my razor ramon little finger scott hall fingers yeah. down there well <laughs> of all the people to save orange cassidy and chris jericho it was dan housing and will osprey so <laughs> serpentico and oh good yeah. lord yeah if you, if you gotta rely on dan housing to help save you from that you know you're in trouble so but <laughs> while we move on to the trios championship, we have brand new AEW world trios champions, the acclaimed and badass Billy Gunn get the victory over the house of black. Carlos, let's start off with your. Oh yeah. Scissor me. Yeah. Uh, I was, I was again, this is excited. <laughs> this is my, the, the, again, to me, like, again, this, the, the acclaimed are my guys again with, with, with Anthony, with just LGBTQ community and stuff like that. Like, I guess this is, they're my team seeing them come up together. 
just getting the accolades they've gotten. Like this, these, this, this is this is my favorite act in AEW, and uh, and I, and again, I, I I had a feeling from the very beginning the story they were telling. Um, and again, for me, like they they should have never lost the tagging titles if you're asking me, just because I feel like they were the hottest act, and they just got kind of taken from them unceremoniously just to kind of put FTR over. And again, I love FTR too, but it's just one of those things where there's so you want to see both acts kind of flourish. And I think this was the right call for them. Again, getting to see badass Billy Gunn come back again for what he's done for those guys, helping to get them over. I'm just glad to see them be able to give back to him and, and win the six man world, the trios tag team titles with him, you know, him getting that last little victory lap too. And I just think it's the best call, you know, like I think I would love, I would love to see a Malachi black and see a punk program. Um, you know, seeing um, Buddy and and Brody or and um, yeah, Brody King, you seeing those guys in the tag team division or even singles division too. I just think the House of Black they kind of established themselves as stars. The way that they kind of gave the belts at the end again was just a classy act all around. Um, I love the match; it was good storytelling. And again, you're giving the crowd at Wembley something. They got the, to me, they got the, one of the biggest pops of the night before the main event. Um, and so to me, it was just uh, just giving the, giving the crowd something they want to see. And you had the world's largest scissor party. And again, it was just a beautiful moment. And again, as as somebody who saw these guys coming up together on dark and, you know, and being told not to scissor because they were, they were questioning it and fighting for it, keeping it alive. I'm just really happy for them. Again, I love them because everybody loves the acclaim. Duh. <laughs> well, we know you do definitely. But William, do you love the acclaimed? I, I think they're a great team. Uh, this match, um, I mean, it was good. There was just some things about it that kind of took away from me. I, I saw quite a few sloppy moments, but it was well executed otherwise. Yeah. Um, the only thing I could say is Billy Gunn definitely starting to show some age in the ring. But <laughs> as far as entertainment value, it, it didn't take away from anything. So. I, I thought it was pretty interesting to see new trios champions. I think it's been kind of long overdue the last couple of matches, honestly. I, I think that's the other part that made it kind of tough for me to really be more enthused about it is because for me, I already had it figured the acclaimed were going to take it. So, Well, and I think we need to have AEW creative be, get some more interest in that trios championship too. Yes. It kind of lost some of its luster. I mean, we mentioned that long title reigns are good as far as having prestige for a championship. I think this one may have just went a little too long. But for six-man tag champions, you know, I thought the House of Black did a pretty good job. I actually love the gimmick where they let their opponents choose a stipulation per match. That was something very different that you don't see very often. It was kind of similar to like when the fabulous Freebirds around, they implemented the Freebird rule where any two members of the faction could defend the world tag team championship. Even though this wasn't really the case, it it's just worked in a way where they gave the other team an advantage by choosing a stipulation and, so many of them had some great stipulations. This one was actually pretty good. It was very benefiting for the acclaimed and badass Billy Gunn, where it was a no-holds-barred match that they chose, and they got the victory and finally dethroned the champions. Um, 
but let's move on to the main event that was, uh, I thought definitely was main event level and the right match for the night in the place for the AEW World Championship champion MJF successfully retains over his counterpart, the other half of the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions, Adam Cole. And what was very interesting to see was we we eventually saw Roderick Strong come in and you know how jealous he's been with uh, Adam Cole becoming best friends with MJF all of a sudden because nobody can really buy MJF being a good guy and having friends. And unfortunately, they stuck it out with this gimmick throughout the entire pay-per-view. I was waiting for one or the other to turn and it did not happen. Roderick Strong did get involved and tried to help his, I guess you can say now, former buddy Adam Cole by trying to take MJF out, but it did not happen. And, you know, if Rush Remsburg would have counted to three a little faster, he, <laughs> we probably would have had a new AEW world champion, but that did not happen. And, uh, you know, I thought overall it was a great event. We, we see a little bit of possible shenanigans after the match where we thought maybe MJF was going to be uh, knocked out by Adam Cole with the belt. And that was not the case. They ended up hugging and making up and that's pretty much the night there. Um, what was your thoughts of the main event there, Will? <laughs> so uh, given everything that this match was, and this was a lot, uh, I loved everything about it. But if nothing else had happened, I would have just been happy enough with what what involvement the ref had in this. <laughs> I was I was pretty annoyed with that ref throughout the night. So, well, I thought you were more annoyed with Rick Knox than you were Bryce Rensburg. No, no, but it, it's kind of a fun break to see a ref every now and then get that much involvement too. So. But I, I think these two did a killer job of going back and forth and playing their story, playing their parts. They wrestled an excellent match. Carlos? I, and then, like I, like I said earlier, like in the very beginning, comments of the, we were talking about overall thoughts of the show. Um, again, to me, I think MJF and, and Cole, they, they delivered, you know, and to me, um, they they showed that they belong in the main event. I think they did a really good job with it. I think that they got the crowd involved. They had the crowd over. I mean, when you're looking at all the other talent that was on this card and people were questioning, you know, it was even, you know, people we were talking about before, you know, what should be the people, some people we had were questioning like what should be the main event of all of all in. And it should, and again, shout out to our, our tag team, other one of our tag team partners, Brian Hyde Ballard, because it's like, dude, for the last couple of pay-per-views, the AEW world title hasn't been the main event. And so um and it should always be the main event. And so I think that they they got the they had the they this they had the spot. This has been the match that's been most they've gotten the most story time on TV. And I'm just I'm just glad the whole thing the I'm glad all all the way around how the match went. Um, because I was looking for, for example, like when when Adam Cole kind of went down the more dirtier path, you know, it's in my mind is like, okay, MJF's gonna just turn heel because he's just been looking for this moment for MJF to break for for Adam Cole to break his trust. And for Adam Cole to like show that he isn't who he thought he was. And, and you know, he's always going to turn off. He's going to go back to being a heel. And that didn't happen, you know, and they kind of did it in a right way where Adam Cole, you know, bend the rules a little bit. Um, 
but you know, MJF still respected the fact that it was it was in in the spirit of of competition. And I just thought the whole way the match was done, it was really well done. It was beautiful storytelling, you know. And it, and again, like, um, you know, like what's I he's MJF is my scumbag, you know. I think that's a good sign because he is my scumbag. But at the same time, I want to cheer for him, so I'm glad that. He, I hope that he does go down the role of, of the face and he doesn't turn heel because I think the the fans want to embrace him, and I think he's doing a really good job with it. I mean, he has he has people he's over. So I so for me, um, I hope that he I hope that he, we don't see a heel turn. And again, the thing that I appreciate the most is that they told a good story. There's a lot of people involved, but as a fan, I still don't I still don't know which way the story is going to end. Like, is M, is is Cole going to turn on MJF? Is is MJF going to turn on Cole? Are they going to ride off in the sunset together? Like it's one of the few stories that I can't tell the ending for. And as a fan, you know, we get so fickle sometimes as Brian Danielson would say. So I, I, I appreciate the fact that they're in a place with a story that I don't know what's going to happen next. And I'm really excited about that. It gives me, gives me a reason to tune in and be excited about the show. Oh, for sure. Um, did you, uh, if anybody has any thoughts on the rest of the card, please raise your hand. But uh, I think it's only tip and Sage left. In this well yeah but we also have other viewers in other oh parts. nice so uh however uh yeah overall let's just say out of rating of a 10 what would you give this will this one i would give a seven and carlos i would go the same I, I give it a seven too and i'm right there i was kind of in between six and a half seven mm -hmm. i thought it was a pretty solid card for what it was um, I was hoping it would have delivered a little more than what it did. Um, the the hardest thing, though, is when you're doing a four-hour pay-per-view event, though, it's really hard to keep that enthusiasm going. So, And the only thing that kept me from making it a six is because the things that they did do right in this, they did very right. Yeah. I just think if the women's match would have been booked a little better. Yeah, that's your only women's match, and bleh, that's what we got. So right. Um, I think if also they would have had the placement of the real world championship match a little later in the card, it definitely would have worked wonders. The biggest thing though was I kind of thought the stadium stampede match was a little all over the place. I I think if they could have done a better job with that, it it the pairing, the I guess the combination of the team that won was kind of just weird way weird I mean best friends and then eddie kingston and penta yeah it was weird and penta come, penta come back and different is, is more darker <laughs> yeah. side and all, and all he did and all he did was a spot that he always does i mean that made no sense like like, yeah, like I, breaking I arm, like, like he, he could at least broken an rk fab you know because that's the one thing that character is known for was breaking arms, you know, he could at least like in cafe broken arm or something, you know, it was kind of like, oh, so you came back all the way like that, had the entrance, you know, all you did was a swanton bomb off, off the, off the, off the, off the um, ladder into some tables. Okay. Like that made yeah, a lot that, of sense. That, that's all we saw. Out of <laughs> that's all we saw out of them. Yeah. yeah. I, I do have to say that was kind of an interesting moment to watch the skewer stick stuck in Moxley's head though, for a minute there. I was Ugh. like, how the hell did they get that to stick? But they did. Yeah. I, <laughs> personally, I would have preferred if they would have just stuck with keeping it the Lucha Brothers. But I understand where they were going with that. Well, well, no, because Penta, because um, if you didn't hear, Felix is he, Felix is applying for his green card in the United States, 
And with that being, and with that being done, he can't travel out of the United States. Um, mm. It's the same. It's the same pay, the same thing. Ethan Page is doing too. Ethan Page is applying for citizenship in the United States too, so he okay. can't travel either right now. Because once when you do that, you're stuck in the United States until you get it. I'm glad they're going for it. Yeah, me too. Exactly. They deserve it. Um, that's what the American dream is all about. So again, I want to see that if, if those guys that, you know, they're over here, you know, giving us um, entertainment, want to become citizens of this country and that, and they are, you know, they want, they want to have legal, legal grounds to stay here more power to them. I think that's a beautiful thing. Um, but my thoughts too, again, and my one thing is, what do you guys, what do you guys think about them going back already next year to all? I like, again, I'm going back to the training wheels thing. Like, no, what do you guys think about that? Them going back next year already? Well, I think good for them. I I think it would be a great thing, but I think they've definitely got some room to improve, and they need to pay attention to that. I'm just afraid of it. if you guys, if you look, if you look at like the last the last three years of, of them doing um, what's it called um, what's the show they have at Grand Slam? The tennis is going down every year, and even this year they're only like at five or six thousand people. So I'm just like. I don't. I'm, I hope. I hope I'm wrong, but I feel like they're not going to get as many people next year, and I feel like again, it's just going to lead people to criticize them. But I hope. I again, I hope to be proven wrong with that. But I'm just afraid. Like, really, guys? Like, you have again, you haven't learned yet from all these other other, other things. Like, I still have to, I have to put the training wheels back on again. But it is and what it is. is and I, yeah, this is kind of where you have always gone with it. Is the buildup should have been a lot better. And yeah. Of course, we've always discussed. You know, a creative team would do wonders. Yeah, for sure. But then, but again, at the same time, they have a whole year to get it right. And I think if they, if they go back next year, they don't got to worry so much about, you know, trying to get as much people on the card as possible. So it could yeah. just, it could definitely be a, a totally different card. So they have a whole year to do it. But again, I'm just kind of fearful of it. Again, if they only do, if they, even if they only do 75, oh, they didn't get as much as last time. I just feel like it's going to leave them up to some, some criticism they don't need. But at the same time, hey, if they, they can be getting a hell of a deal on the, on the, on the stadium too. So, Again, kudos to them for trying, but I just feel like, all right, maybe we could have waited six months in on that, but whatever. <laughs> well, and sometimes it's good to plan ahead, too. I just think maybe you shouldn't have announced it quite yet, you know. I think yeah, just, they done better had they actually gotten, you know, a collective result as far as the fans' appreciation for it out there. Yeah, just next year. Next year in January, just just wrap just wrap up Danielson and Pac in some in some you know in some uh you know bubble bubble wrap you know so they'll be good to go. In August. <laughs> no, I mean they can always <laughs> and and, and, and Jamie Hater too. Just 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 let them all chill and catering until August comes around. <laughs> no, no, we don't need them looking like Eddie Kingston now. Come on, wow, just kidding. Thank you, but that'll be like, but that was like nine and Dave. Look at Santana. Look at Kingston. Like, okay, here's one who really went for it, and then here's Eddie. <laughs> 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 so, uh, just out of curiosity, because I wasn't here last week, did you uh, keep tally of who was right and who was wrong? Oh, I, uh, I, I don't, I didn't add it up yet. So, hold on, let me, let me add it up really quick. I can do that. Oh. when You guys want to talk? Well, while we're in that case, um, while we keep giving some shout outs here, uh, thank you to Saged Up and Straight Tipping for sticking with us throughout the entire space here in x thank you to trisha pilot who's our administrator on the facebook group appreciate everything you've done for us and we hope that you're still willing to deal with me and william here on out um also want to give a shout out to uh hector and positively chris for giving us their thoughts on a couple of topics here during this episode 
Uh, did you have any shout outs you want to give, Will? It's just basically the same ones I pretty much ever say is thank you to our fans. <laughs> and also want to give a shout out to our two other co-hosts who weren't able to join us um, at Mama Girl Forever on the X app and the Brian Adkins as well on the X app. Heather and Brian, they weren't able to make it to this week's episode, but we hope they're doing good and look forward to talking with them here in the future. Um, what are you pointing out there? <laughs> Why do you only have nine? Oh, I, oh, I guess I got six out of eleven. Because yeah. <laughs> I can't add. Don't make fun. Oh, 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 yeah. There's, oh, that's right. There's, there's. I forgot the jungle boy. Yeah. So as we're waiting for Carlos to do the tallies here, I've got my tally already. <laughs> what, what, how much did you get? Uh, I got seven out of eleven. Oh, you beat me. I think well, I, I think I think you guys all did. I think I got eight out of eleven, though. I think I won with eight. No, oh, of course. I'm just happy that I got you know above fifty percent this time. You know, if Heather wasn't watching, Heather got six out of eleven because she because she picked Jericho with me. Oh, well, see if Heather wasn't watching AEW and she went on blind pick, she would have wasted all of us. Just so you know, because she's pretty good at doing that. <laughs> oh, John, what did you, John? Didn't she get six or you got seven? No, I got six. Cause you, yeah, cause you picked the House of Black too. Shame on you. What are you saying? Hmm. I picked House of Black. I picked, <laughs> I picked Sheeta to retain. You all picked, picked her except for me. Yeah, I picked the Blackpool Combat Club to win, and that one backfired on me. Yep. I think the one that was probably the most surprising was Ozzy Open losing. Nobody really. Uh, nobody. I don't think it. I, I did. Well, I'm sorry. Carlos was the only one that didn't. Thank you. Aussie Open to lose, but <laughs> so, but uh, you still tally in there? No. So you got six. Okay. Then Will got seven, right? Yeah. Heather got six, and then Brian got seven, and I got eight. Oh, Carlos for the win. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you're gonna start being the devil here of the group tomorrow. You, I'm I'm the same. It's Sunday, like I already said. You you do have those heel type qualities, so. <laughs> well, don't you know, like the best, the, the nicest good guys make the best bad guys because we know we know what to look for. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, did you have any final thoughts there, Will? No. Uh, Carlos, do you have any final thoughts? Again, I was entertaining. Again, I and again, something I always remember too is that it's I, I'm usually up before my because I'm usually going to bed like at three in the morning. I usually wake up around ten, so like I was up earlier than usual. Um, so that's something I always factor in when I'm judging these things. But um, but it was an entertaining show. Again, I think that they delivered for the crowd that was there. Again, it was a good show, um, and I'm looking forward to all out again. Miro, Miro versus um, Will Hobbs right there just does it for me with that card. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, big meaty hey. men stop the meat. Oh, easy. Geez. Save it for Monday. <laughs> All right. Well, Sage, did you have any final words to say there? Man, I'm just so I'm just so grateful uh, to listen and just you know I love I love you guys' flow today and I, I was just I was just really enjoying and kicking back and enjoying my Sunday listening to the Wrestling F Insight Sunday Takedown. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you joining. Same with you, Straight Tip, and thank you for joining us. 
And I think that's going to do it for this episode of Wrestling Fans Insight Sunday Takedown. We hope you enjoyed the event. We hope you enjoyed watching the EW All-In pay-per-view if you did tune in. If you're going to watch it later, sorry we spoiled it, but too bad. <laughs> but uh, anyhow, we'll be back again on Twitter, or sorry, not Twitter, but X Space on for Monday Night Discussion, where we'll start right at eight about o- the eight last o'clock hour. Or, did you eight start at 8 o'clock? There, right? yeah. 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. So No, 11 o'clock Eastern, right? Right after Raw's over. No, I started at 8 o'clock Eastern Time. Or I'm sorry, no, I take that back, man. It's yeah. See, Carlos is messing me up. No, he ain't. Yes, he is. No, I said eleven o'clock. You you started for right after uh, Raw, eleven o'clock Eastern. Yeah. I was right the yeah. first time. Yeah, sorry. I'm Excuse me. My, what was that? I'm, I'm getting my time zones messed up. I apologize. Sorry, Carlos. Oh, thanks, thanks, John, for having that humility. You know, if you give me a minute to apologize <laughs> humbly, <laughs> we'll be back again eleven o'clock p.m. Eastern time. Right after Monday Night Raw goes off the air for Monday Night Discussion. So there it is. Yes. Oh, Lord. <laughs> uh, give me a break. Give, give him, give him, give him a cookie. Will give him a cookie. <laughs> I'll give him a shark. Oh, dear. Here we go. Anyways, for your host, William, Carlos, and myself, John, thank you for tuning in. We will catch you tomorrow night on X Space. So long. Peace out and be awesome to each other. Are you still there? We're still alive, right? Come on.